What's up, guys? It's your girl, Victoria J from 12th Street Talk Back. And I'm here to tell you why I love recording with Anchor by Spotify. Did you guys know it's one of the easiest ways to make and distribute your podcast right from your phone or personal computer with easy enhancement features, musical tools, and a whole lot more? You can host and distribute your podcast all in one place on platforms like Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. So head on over and start your new show today. And while you're at it, check out a show with me, Victoria J, on 12th Street Talk Back. Welcome back to 12th Street Talk Back, where transparency is our love language. I am your host, Victoria J, and welcome, welcome, welcome to another day that God has blessed us with. We just want to thank him this morning for giving us a hedge protection, putting a, a, a blanket around us and just waking us up this morning, as well as his new grace and his new mercy. If you guys got all your limbs and you can move your toes and your fingers, you got eyesight, you got hearing, you got breath in your lungs where you can breathe. Just thank him for that. Thank him for all the big things that he does in our life and thank him for letting us and allowing us to go through the things that we go through in this world that we go through until we get to the other side amen amen listen guys have you poured into yourself today have you done that mental wellness check did you look yourself in the mirror pick yourself up if you were having a bad day or perhaps this weekend did you guys sit back relax get you some tv time in get you some reading in get your hair or your nails done or go shopping or hang out with your kids make sure that you continue to pour back into yourself because we all need refills we all need to refill ourselves so that we can be good to go the next time the next day comes along and and we're having to get out here and journey and and truckle through life with all the things that are up against us we need to refill our spirit refill our mind refill our bodies and all that good stuff so i hope you did pour back into yourself i myself have been pouring back into myself getting my mental right and getting some word in me spending some time with my family and my friends and having the hard conversations as well as the easy ones and just enjoying each other's company as we as we need to god put us here all on earth to love on one another and i think that's what we should be doing so guys let's jump right into our topic today this is going to be a part two to the uh hair episode the controversy controversy I can't talk so you're starting already (laughs) y'all controversy of black girl hair magic episode that we did with our special guest Tamoria and I, I, my curiosity got the best of me and I wanted to dig a little bit deeper to see what all the banter was about so I did have her I went on I found the video from the social media platform that was starting all the controversy. I saw the comments. I saw different influencers and their opinions. I saw the black community and I heard and felt their anger. I also found an article as well as a video clip from the young lady that that sold the rosemary oil. Her name is Monique Rodriguez. She is the founder of the brand. 
She did, however, come out and reveal on January the 11th that she had sold the company, her and her husband, but they would continue to be a big part of that company and they will remain as CEO and COO of the company. Their hands will still be inside the product. They will still be making decisions for the product, but on a personal note, she did, however, say that... um, A lot of the consumers that was bantering back and forth about uh, the oil did not understand on the back end what it takes for small black um, entrepreneurs to get their baby up and off the ground. That her husband and her had lived paycheck to paycheck doing it, depleted their savings and their checking, and that they prayed very long and hard before they made the decision to partner with P&G. With that being said, she said the formula was not going to be changed. There was a lot of banter back and forth out there about the formula being changed. I think a couple people had put out there that it didn't do the same thing, as well as the white community. They put out there some of those influencers. They piggybacked off the one influencer that had the millions of followers that did give it a positive review. She did say that it helped her hair grow and that she got it out of the multi cultural section however some other influencers came out and said they tried it it weighed their hair down it made it oily and i've seen a couple of those clips where some of the girls had hair that was very damaged from bleach or whatever they had put in their hair and it did make their hair heavy and it did make their hair very oily well if you know most white women have fine hair they have a lot of it but they have fine air hair at the end of the day Everything does not work for everybody. As black people, we have a lot of melatonin in our skin. So a lot of facial products does not work for us. With all that being said, the young lady, Ms. Rodriguez, did say that in partner with P and G, that they will be torn back into their community by her husband and herself are donating $10 million a piece back into the black community for a program called Miela's Care. As we know, a lot of black brands have sold to big box white companies. Shea Moisture sold for $1.6 billion when they sold their company and they started a program called New Voices which was for the African-American community, for black voices, for black entrepreneurs to be entrepreneurs to be able to get their product out there, get some financial backing behind them and get it on the shelf, as well as Carol's daughter. She sold for $27 million. She did say that she poured a lot of that money back into her black community. However, I still don't have the information on what she's particularly doing, if she did it in the beauty side or she just did it in the community side. But all three, and those are just three major ones that I can think of right now, did say they thought about their community when they made the decisions to sell these companies to big box companies. Now, with this Rosemary Oil, Prior to this young lady selling, 
as she told her story about how she lived paycheck to paycheck and went through her savings and checking to try to keep her baby afloat. She had did a back deal while all of America was thinking that it was just black owned. She had already partnered with another company called Berkshire Investments and they threw a hundred million dollars behind her to keep her business afloat. So if you think about it from the business aspect, maybe partner with P and G helped her get away from under that umbrella as well as put some money in her pocket and as well create generational wealth. The same thing with Shea Moisture. That could possibly been a reason for them to do this. Same thing with Kara's daughter. When you think about it, God wants us all to have generational wealth. He wants us to have wealth for our children, for our children's children. And that's what he says in his word. When you read it in his word, that's what he wants. And and you can read that in Proverbs. You can read it in Matthew or Luke. You can read where he talks about having generational wealth. But I think it's primarily in Proverbs. Proverbs is a book that teaches us about ourselves, teaches us how to handle things, as well as the whole Bible really just teaches us about life and how to navigate through life with God and the way that he wants things. So that's just from my perspective. That's just my opinion. However, my other opinion is this. Had she come out prior to January the 11th, because the banter on the social media platform started December the 28th, had she come out prior after she signed that contract or did that deal with P and G, had she come out and told her black consumers that she sold the company, but she still will stay on as the face and still will have her hands in her in her product, I think the black community would have took it better before this young white influencer got on her platform and tried to do a review on the oil. And I think as the black community, as far as, as, far as black women, the black women thought they were doing uh, this product a favor by standing behind it and rallying behind it and taking up for Miss Monique in the black community saying, wait a minute, you know, this product was made for African Americans. It's for our hair, for our natural state. And before you put information out there that it doesn't work, you need to educate yourself as well. We all need to educate ourselves on different things. But the influencers that did go out and get the oil, they should have knew from the previous influencer that when she said it was it came out the multicultural section they should have did their homework the drop the ball was dropped on all ends the ball was dropped on miss monique's end for not putting it out there to her black consumers that she sold the company and the ball was dropped on the white influencers and the white followers that went out and bought this product and then wanted to bash it so and with the black community i think because they didn't know that she had sold the company to a white financial um company firm that if she would have put that information out there i don't think that black women would have felt like they needed to use their voice to rally around her so i think the ball got dropped in many many different areas However, I will say that she does plan to put 10 millions of dollars 
and, and that's 20 millions of dollars back into the black community for the black hair care business. I still stand behind what I said as far as the community and black products and black businesses. Black businesses, we don't get a lot of investors to come right and rally behind us when we're doing something. The information was correct, though, that back in the 1980s and 70s, that when they found out that black women cared about their beauty, their hair, and their skin, the white big box companies did move in and started buying out some of these black businesses. However, we do live in another generation where, I mean, it, it's, it's going to happen because you, this like this young lady said, she said, had I had a black investment company to buy me out, I would have sold to the black investor, but I don't think that option was on the table. And at the end of the day, it is a personal choice. It is a personal choice. It's, some, it's a decision that she possibly made for her family. And as well, she said in her interview that it is a decision she made for her community. And she didn't think of it as selling out. She thought of it as selling up. Same thing with Shay uh, Moisture. They got $1.6 billion when they sold their company. And they poured back into their community by doing the program called New Voices. With all that being said, I wish it didn't have to turn into a racial thing. I wish it would have been, I wish the information was readily available to the black community when she sold. Because as black women, what we do is, if we do develop a, a product as an entrepreneur, we go to our black community first. And we ask our black community to stand behind us, to rally behind us, to buy our product, to tell our friends and our neighbors to buy our product. And then when we get big, sometimes we either decide to sell for personal reasons, whether it's monetary or not, or sometimes we try to chuck it out like the little engine that could. I myself being an entrepreneur, I can see it from both sides of the fence. I can see why the black woman is frustrated because if I come to you with a product that I want to promote and I'm asking you to tell your friends and your family members about it and then I find and then you find out that I've sold it to the white community to make a buck, it's kind of like it almost feels like, you know, you wanted me to help you with your product to get it out there to the world. But now that we've done this, you're taking it and you're taking the money and run. I can also see it from an entrepreneur's standpoint. A lot of black companies, and that's whether it's in beauty or anything else, they don't have a lot of banks or investors to stand behind them to help them keep their baby on the shelf. That's another thing. On the shelf, you only have four to six, four to eight feet, maybe 16, depending on where the store is located in black hair care products. I wish that we could bring some of this stuff to the table that we banter for back and forth about and be able to sit down as a community, a black community and a white community. And if the black women would get with the white women and the white women use their voice and say to some of these big box companies, look, I have two or three aisles that I can walk down and I can look to my left and my right and I have product for days. 
as well as some of the small stores. I can go into a smaller store. I don't care if it's a drug store or a, a bigger store. And I have products, whereas I can look to my left or to my right, and it's readily available for me. My sister, my African-American, my black sister, does not have that option. When she looks to the left of her, she might see more white products. If she looks to the right of her, she might see a four-foot section that's just for her. She doesn't have a lot that she can choose from. Why come we can't, as a community, see that they are struggling as far as having different products for the black hair on the shelves like we do. Maybe my black sister is complaining because she wants to be able to look to her left and look to her right and have a choice. And I'm pretty sure there is a laundry list of black hair care brands out there that is black owned, black made, and they would love to get into some of these big box stores and have their products on the shelf and I believe there is enough room and I know that some of these companies that buy out smaller black companies or help invest in smaller black companies they have the ability to do that when they ask some of these big box stores can we put this brand in your store they have to, the ability to say we'll put this brand in your store if we get so many feet they have the ability to do that in their contract. So if we rally together with our Caucasian ladies, our white ladies, our black ladies, our African-American ladies, and we stand up together as a voice, I don't think that this thing will be such a big racial issue. Now, don't get me wrong, ladies, when I say that, I understand that we're still fighting in our black community. We're still fighting to get our voices heard on a genre of things. We have a laundry list of things in our black community as a black female or as a black male that we are fighting to bring to the attention of white America. I say at the end of the day, God does not see color. Companies do not see color. Companies see the almighty green dollar. God sees love. And if we spread a little bit more love and educate ourselves in all areas, whether you be white, whether you be black, maybe we can stop a lot of this racism in its tracks before it starts to get ugly. Again, social media sometimes, it can be the devil. It really can because then somebody has the right information. They pass it on to somebody else. A word or two can get twisted like with this situation like they were going around saying that an ingredient was taken out. That is not true. The young lady said the no ingredients have been removed. And if it does get repackaged or ingredients get added or removed, she is going to be the first one on her platform to let the black American uh, group of women that use her product know this information. So we know, uh, like my mother used to say, if a dog carry a bone, you know he's going to bring one. So sometimes we can take things out of contact. However, I do stand behind the information that I provided for you guys on Friday. I stand behind the fact that we do get crushed by some of these large white firms, some of these large right investors, they do come along. 
Black Hair Care is a $6.7 billion company. And it that was just in 2022. Can you imagine how many billions they made in 2019 and 2020 and 21 when we were up under the pandemic and having to order everything offline? I can imagine how much they made. But as of 2022, the black hair care industry was at $6.7 billion. So if they're getting a billion dollars off the black community and they buy these products from our black, black owned companies, do you not think all they're thinking about is the dollar? They're going to reformulate. They're going to repackage. They're going to want to put it out there on the market to get all races in on buying that product. All they see is the dollar. We as a community, we need to see love a little bit more. We need to love like God wants us to love each other. With that being said, I'm happy that she made a choice that was for her family. I will say again, God wants us to have generational wealth for our children and for our children's children. Black women, on the other end, I do see what y'all saying about standing behind a product. I myself, being an entrepreneur, I have many things that I've dibbled and dabbled in. I had a boutique that did not get supported by the black or the white community and I was like the little engine that could I invested in the waist trainers back during the pandemic I'm still sitting on a lot of that I have a cosmetic line that I thought that was for my black community that I didn't get a whole lot of support for so as an entrepreneur sometimes you have to do what you have to do not saying that that was this young lady's case but I am saying that she probably did what she thought she had to do for her family, but the words out of her mouth is she doesn't feel like that she was a sellout. She upsold so that she can get into some more business ventures and help some other Black-owned entrepreneurs get their brands and stuff out there on the table. I will say it again. If we can come together as a community and get our white sisters to get together with our African-American community and say, my sister needs to have as many choices on the shelves as I have, I think that we can start there. Have a roundtable discussion instead of getting into wars on some of these social media platforms because all it does is it makes the platform so for the social media to go up. And as we know, they're white-owned as well. And it makes the business, it either goes up and nobody wins. We as the consumer, we really don't win. With that being said, I want to talk about some of these relaxers. There's a lawsuit out there on relaxers where there it was it is being said that some of the chemicals in relaxers was uh, the cause or is being targeted as the cause for many African American women having ovarian cancer and some of the other cancers. Well, as we know, we, before all of us decided that we wanted to go natural in the mid-2000s, early 2000s, we were getting a lot of relaxers. We were getting married. We were getting touch-ups every four to six weeks, if not uh, 12 weeks, depending on your hair. 
we need to look into that stuff too. We're getting a lot of health issues about a lot of stuff that's in these products that we're not aware of or that the company sneaks in. It may be on the packaging, but it may be listed as an ingredient up under another name. And if you knew what that ingredient meant, then you probably would research it and you probably wouldn't purchase it. I mean, nobody's going to go out there and eat rotten food if somebody tells you it's rotten or if you can look at it and see that is rotten you're gonna go back take it back and get you something that's fresh so we also need to do our research on that as well as it was brought to my attention a very long time ago but it was brought back to my attention this weekend after one of my listeners said you need to talk about the braid hair and I do remember this and then I did some research on that the braid hair that we're getting our hair braided with it is has tons of chemicals in it because it is a synthetic fiber and the synthetic fiber is being it, it has something called toco tocolina in it tocolina in it and what it does is it makes that hair stretchy and more plastic so that it's able to be um pulled and stretched so you know how they put the tension on the braid when they're braiding your hair so that braid can come out really nice and pretty it is being chemically washed with all kinds of stuff so if you've ever been an african woman a, a woman african-american woman that got your hair braided with some of these braids uh some of this braiding hair out there and found that your scalp was irritated itching or probably you had bald spots when you took the hair out and a lot of times we said that the africans braided our hair too tight a lot of times it may have been these chemicals in that braid hair with that being said be careful. Don't spend $200, $250 getting your hair braided and not knowing what type of hair they're using and did that person or yourself do your research on that hair. Then I wanted to go on to say this. Black women, we have also been using products for years that the white community put out there. VO5, Tresemme, Pantene, we used those products because that was the only thing available to us in some of the um, black communities. And like I said, we don't have a whole variety of things that we can use. And then the products that is made, especially made for our hair, sometimes they come in smaller sizes, 3.3 ounces, 6.8 ounces, or 16.9 ounces, but they have a pricey price tag on them. And we would love to use them, but sometimes we opt to go to the white community's hair um, aisle and get our shampoos and our conditioners and they are a little cheaper and they're larger amounts in those bottles. We have a brand that we're using right now if you do wear a lace front called Got To Be Glue. This brand has been around for a very, very long time. It was around in the early 2000s and it's actually been around 111 years. It was made by a German chemist, which is a white man. He did that for the white male community. When you've seen a lot of these punk rockers wearing their hair in spikes or hardly gelled, that was the gots to be glue gel and the gots to be glue adhesive. I do know that it's been around for a long time because I told you guys I was a store manager at a private company for many, many years. It was owned by Schwarzkopf. Schwarzkopf then got bought out by Hinkle, which is another white uh, 
firm or investment company that dibbles and dabbles in everything. They actually own Sportskopf, which was, and they bought it from the German man. So we do, we have crossed the lines in getting into some of our Caucasian hair products as well, as well as Johnson & Johnson. Johnson & Johnson has their hand in the health and beauty industry. They just don't dibble and dabble with baby stuff, as well as Hinkle, as well as P&G. A lot of your household brands are with some of these big, large, big box companies that just don't dabble in the beauty industry, and they're going to get their money by any means necessary. I just wish that we could come to the table as one race as God sees us and try to help, especially for our white community, try to start lifting your voices to help the black community in some of these areas that you see us lacking in. That will be my hope for our community. Another product that I wanted to let you guys know that a lot of the black community have their hands on is As I Am. As I Am is not black owned either. If you're using that brand and you thought it was owned by a black man, it's not. It's owned by a Pakistani chemist who formulated that brand eons ago. And it just happens to work for our hair. At the end of the day, I did want to do a part two. And I really did want to do it again with our special guest. But our schedule does not coincide. But I didn't want to wait on it because we had already did the one episode and I was telling you guys about the black owned products and the ones that wasn't black owned anymore but at the end of the day I think that our white sisters could reach across the aisle join forces with our black sisters and help shed some light on how unfair it is in our community especially with our beauty products because at the end of the day black white yellow brown we all love to keep our hair our nails and our skin looking good and I think that we could join forces and unfortunately I think the ball was dropped when this company was sold and then the banter started back and forth between the white community as well as it was a trend on the same social media platform about black girls follow me. Someone put that statement out there, black girls follow black girls. Then the white lady came out and said, well, white girls follow me, only white girls. Well, the black girl explained, I never said only black girls. I said, black girls follow me if you wanted to get your following up. And then we had the white community make a big old deal about it like it was a racial thing. And at the end of the day, God does not see money. He does not see color. He wants us to love each other like he loves us. And I wish that we could get on some of our social media platforms and use our platform for the good and not to divide. And I think that I congratulate this young lady if she did sell her company for the benefit of her family and her community. And I hope that she brings some more positive things to the community. With that being said, I wanted to put this to bed. So you guys, I hope you enjoyed the information. I hope you enjoyed the show. Head on over to Pod Page and look at our beautiful new website. It has a library of all our episodes in it, as well as I'm pushing for you guys to sign up for 12th Street Talk Back the Facebook page. We have a lot of opportunities out there for that page to grow, to be influencers that we can get our voices heard. Peace and blessings to you all. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. What's up guys? It's your girl, Victoria J. 
Need a little bit of inspiration or aspiration in your life? Join me Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. for two minutes a day. Let's get inspired together. Peace and blessings.